Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to another edition of Geek Town Radio. Uh, I'm Dave, I'm back once again, and this week I have with me Amanda. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How's everything all right with you? Everything good in Geek Town? (laughs) Everything is wonderful in Geek Town, yes. Good. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to? Um, All sorts of things, actually. I've had quite a busy week, um, TV, film and gaming-wise. Went to see Mad Max this weekend. Oh, cool. How is it? It's amazing. It's actually really, really good. Um, I'm not particularly that into my action films unless they're, um, you know, sci-fi or superheroes. Yeah. Um, But actually, I was really, really um, pleasantly surprised with it. Um, You don't know what's going on throughout the first half an hour. (laughs) Don't worry about that. That's fine. (laughs) That'll get explained. Okay. (laughs) But it's very good. Um, A lot of strong female characters as well which is surprising in such a, a masculine premise yeah. considering that it's, it's mainly a car film yeah <laughs> but no it was brilliant cool. although i must say um i've noticed a bit of a trend with tom hardy in films yes and he he always plays characters that don't know how to speak to women <laughs> I don't understand why, uh, but in this film, he sort of gives a little awkward thumbs up to Rosie Huntington Whiteley's character. Uh, doesn't really speak much to any of the women in the film. Well, he's he's done fairly well in real life because his his real life wife's a very attractive lady. Well, I'm sure she is. You'd expect him to be quite a smooth operator, given that he's Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> But um, in Lawless, he um, he gets with Jessica Chastain in this film, and and all he does is just say like two words to her, and is very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's jealousy of writers. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that like, one's we'll, far we'll... too attractive. We'll make him suffer. Yeah, we'll just make him Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why not? <laughs> so what else have you been watching? Um, I've been watching Empire. Oh, yes, yes. Religiously, since um, we spoke about it last time. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah, it is really good. I, I, I said before, I can see where it gets the Dynasty tag from, because it, it is it is basically Dynasty with oil uh, replaced by a hip-hop company. <laughs> <laughs> it 
is a little bit, but the songs are incredible. It's um, it's very gripping. Yeah, the songs are really good, and it's it, it it's it's just the right side of of not being too over the top. You know, I, no, I, it's true. I, I, it's definitely not Glee, is it? No, no, definitely not Glee. <laughs> I I am really enjoying it. It's really good fun. Um, it's it's kind of you know scenery chewing and and uh, and all that, but it it's uh, it's a good um, fun show to watch. I am. Um, I had it on with um, my headphones in actually. I was watching it on um, on 4OD and um, my boyfriend was just kept laughing at me because I just kept being really animated about it but he had no con- con- context so I was like oh my god oh my god that just happened <laughs> It's, it's very good. Yeah, no, I've I have been really enjoying that. It's been a really good show. Um, yeah. Anything I've also been, um, playing a little bit of Tear Away on my PS Vita, which is such a good game. <laughs> ah, cool! I didn't realise you had a PS Vita. Yeah, I, I bought it a couple of weekends ago um, because I can't seem to get on my PS4 for some reason. Ah. Well, it's not my PS4, but um, <laughs> it always seems to be in use. <laughs> I ah. get myself a PS Vita. Um, it's so cute. It's like this little origami world, but you can actually make the origami characters as you go through the game in real time. <laughs> it's quite cool. <laughs> That's very cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. No. I well. I in terms of gaming, I've, I've been playing. I've been building things as well, actually. Uh, because there is a, there is a game called Landmark, um, which is it's still in beta at the moment. Um, it's from the a uh, company called Daybreak who were Sony Online Entertainment uh, and uh, and recently got bought out by somebody else. Um, but the, it's it's essentially it's Minecraft on steroids. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, so it's it's a building game, but you can make really quite detailed things in it. Um, so uh, I've I've been building a, a, a little. I, I've been on and off it for for quite a while. Um, but they did a server wipe recently, so everything kind of got cleared out, and they reset um, the, the the islands that you build on. They reset all the islands and wiped everything out. Um, so uh, it was basically a clean slate again. Um, so I, I went back in and started rebuilding a few things and and set up this little town, which is obviously called Geek Town. Uh, oh. So <laughs> so so there's a, a kind of little little town with a kind of pub and a church and all that sort of stuff in it. Oh, that's cool. I'm actually just looking at some images of what people have made on it, and it's yeah. incredibly detailed. Yeah, it, it is. It is crazy. It's um it's really good fun. Um, re- it, it it's uh, on. Steam and it's got a mixed review on Steam, which is a bit unfair. I think that's that's people that have have got into the beta very early on and have been disappointed because you know obviously it's game development and deadlines get missed and things get moved yeah. and and that sort of stuff. So uh, and it's been under development for about a year, but they opened the beta very very early in the development process. Um, so some people have been kind of getting a bit bored of it, and I, I I played it for a while and sort of played it obsessively for a few months, and then kind of stopped, um, and and have gone back to it again, and and you know there are, there are things that work and things that don't, but it's still one of the best building games out there. It's really really good fun to play and just kind of be able to build things with. Um, so I'll be messing around on that again. 
Um, yeah, that looks really interesting. So there's that in, in between my, my bouts of playing GTA 5. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been um, a feature in our, our flat, flat as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep getting glimpses of it when I'm sort of going in and out of rooms. <laughs> and you'll always get snippets of really random conversation. <laughs> yes, yeah, you will get that. Into it. I imagine you get some very strange noises if you don't really follow the game very much. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I've, I've been doing that. That. Uh, TV wise, I've um, watching. Well, I, I, I had a few days off last week, so Adam, who people will know from the podcast, um, was came over for a few days. Uh, so we sat and ate junk food and watched TV, basically, um, because he's an outdoorsy type, type of person. So he spends, he sort of comes over here as an excuse to sit down and watch TV. Uh, <laughs> um, so we watched, uh, we watched the first episode of Outlander, which I, I, I haven't hadn't got round to, to watching yet um, which is, is a, a drama that's been huge in the US and um, runs on Amazon over here uh, it's uh, it's all shot in Scotland and it's about a uh, I think it's a second world war could be first world war actually yeah, I think it's second, second, second world, war. world war nurse that, that gets sort of sent back in time um, to the Scottish Highlands and meets a sort of Highlander, and and uh, she's sort of torn between um, falling for him and and falling for the the um, rather hunky um, uh, Highlander guy that uh, that she says. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that that was kind of it's beautifully shot. It's it's. Um, can imagine uh, the scenery being absolutely beautiful. If it's yeah, it's different. it's wonderfully shot. It it spends a lot of that first episode, um, you know, setting up the relationship between her and her um, current guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in the the sort of forties era, um, before she kind of gets sent back in time. So um, I I think I will probably go back and watch a few more episodes of it and see see how how it, it takes. Um, it it's I would say it's probably a very female focused show yeah. <laughs> um, you know because it is essentially a love story uh, yeah. you know uh, and it, but uh, but yeah very very beautifully shot and and uh, yeah well written and and all that sort of stuff so that it was brings up cool. the question of um, ethics of yes you know, does it count? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you weren't yeah. born then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, wasn't her husband wasn't born. What's she going to do? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that that was quite good. Uh, I watched we watched the Dust Till Dawn uh, TV show, first episode of that, um, which is based off the um, Robert Rodriguez movie. Um, and uh, that again, that was very kind of interesting. That's a Netflix original series. Um, uh, very well done. The basic character premises are the same in that the the guy that, that plays um, the character that's played by Quentin Tarantino in the movie is kind of slightly crazy and uh, not particularly there. And his brother's trying to hold it together, which was I think George Clooney's character in the film. So they end up going at a strip club, which is where they're supposed to be waiting for this ride to turn up. Um, and, and that's sort of the end of, of where the first episode sort of finishes. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. Um, uh, but they're, they're sort of, the first episode's entirely set in a convenience store. Um, but yeah, that, that, okay. is, um, that, that was quite good as well and slightly weird. So that's one I'm definitely probably going to go back to. Um, uh, finale of Arrow as well, which finished this week. Uh, 
Uh, How long have you got to wait now to the next series? Uh, that will be back in it'll be September, October, sometime uh, in the autumn. That will come not back. too long then. So it's no, no, it's just off over the summer basically. Um, so yeah, that that will come back. Um, this it's supposed to be taking a lighter tone um, when it comes back. Uh, it did get very dark this season. And it was a bit kind of mopey in places. I know that was a, <laughs> that was something Chris hated about it. Uh, so um, it, they're always quite fun. I mean, I know I only watched the, the first series, but there was something quite tongue in cheek and fun about them. So I can't really yeah. imagine it being. Yeah, the second series got a lot kind of darker and 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 a bit more kind of miserable than the first series. <laughs> um, so they're, they're trying to lighten it back up again. I think partly because that's worked very well for Flash. Um, Flash I actually probably prefer as a show at the moment. Um, I, there, there's something about that. There, there's, there's more fun and, and kind of messing around with that. I, I quite like that show. Yeah, um, I have to watch that. I've not watched it yet. Oh yeah, but it sounds really good. Yeah, Flash is definitely worth watching um, if you're into superhero shows. Uh, and the other stuff has been has been all the all the upfront trailers which have been out the last um, few weeks. So there was um, a few interesting ones on that. <laughs> but uh, there's some comic book related ones which uh, we'll come to later. But. Uh, there was a, a great one called uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Which I was about is, to say, we really need to talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it is, it's a, that's a crazy show. Um, the, you've watched the trailer for that one. Yeah, it's, I was watching it really puzzled. <laughs> um, she bumps into a, her a college boyfriend yes. that dumped her 10 years prior to their meeting. Yes. He says, oh, I'm in California now. I live there if you were ever coming by. Yeah. Get in touch. So she moves to California and sings about it. <laughs> and it just is really bizarre, but I'm really excited to watch it. <laughs> Strangely, I thought that might be a show that appealed to you. <laughs> yeah. And also, the, the, the director of 500 Days of Summer's on board, um, and I completely adore that film. Yeah. So it's an all win for me, really. Um, I'm confused by it, but very excited. Yes, um, that that does look quite interesting. It's sort of a weird sort of semi-musical um, idea, which yeah. I, I rather like the sound of. It, it's got cancelled after one season written all over it, because oh, yeah, those, sort, those sort of shows don't tend to last, but they tend to be genius. <laughs> it's um, a bit of a gimmicky sort of show, isn't it? Yeah, there, there, is a, there is a bit of a gimmick to it. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of, of the kind of quirkiness of things like Pushing Daisies and those sort of th shows. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's got a sort of slightly surreal feel to it. Um, so it, it may only last for a season, but it, it, it looks bonkers. So I think it, it, it could be worth watching. When I first saw it, I thought that it might have been um, a TV um, series remake of My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Right. Which was actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. But this looks even better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing uh, that. Hopefully, it'll make it over here. Um, so that was quite good. Life in Pieces as well. I really liked. Um, I just funny. Um, the, it basically takes the idea of a a family who you know some are living at home. They're different ages. Some are sort of retired. You know, the parents are retired. 
uh, one family's working, um, one son's gone off to college, uh, you know, so they're all in slightly different places and the, the basic premise of it is that they take four short stories, so I'm assuming it's, an, I think it's an hour long, so they take like quarter of an hour each, um, or ten minutes each when it, you put adverts in I guess. Um, so they, they, they sort of split it into chunks and each chunk follows a bit of the family and then there's there's bits of them together like in the trailer there's a bit of them all at uh, somebody's funeral but it um, apart from it isn't <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it looked hilarious yeah. the, the trailer was so funny and I was just thinking I really need to watch this show because if I'm laughing like this at the trailer yeah, yeah that, that was my feeling because I, I, I there are so many comedies come out and I don't necessarily rate the comedies when they come out of the US but um, it's sort of immediately because there's so much rubbish to, to trudge through but that <laughs> looked really funny um, and it's got um, Colin Hanks in it as well uh, yeah he's brilliant yeah he's he's superb so uh, I, I, um, I am looking forward to, to seeing more of that uh, Angel from Hell was quite funny as well. That's yeah, I love Jane Lynch. I'm yeah. always excited to see her in in TV shows and films. Yeah, um, so that that's the the idea of of a um, uh, woman who's um, uh, sort of thinks she has a life together, and 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 this crazy old woman turns up and basically claims to be her um, uh, guardian angel uh, and seems and to know absolutely everything about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, that but that was very funny as well. That was that was quite a good show, um, and and sort of off the comedies. There's a couple of interesting ones to look out for. Uh, there's a, a TV remake and a TV extension. Actually, it is of Limitless, the uh, the movie, which actually has Bradley Cooper in it um, as well. Yeah, I noticed that in the trailer because I would have thought that usually the TV and um, the movie to TV remakes yeah separated from from the original yeah well in in this particular case uh, he's an executive producer on it um he was involved in getting it to tv and the idea of the show is it's an extension of the movie so it's it's sort of a different lead character but he shows up um to sort of help guide as a sort of guest star um to so help that, get him addicted to nct yeah to help getting addicted to nct <laughs> the drug which is which makes him sort of super intelligent and the the concept for running it in the tv show is that that uh he's working with uh, one of the american government agencies it's either the cia or the fbi i can't remember which one but they he the 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 premise is were if we've got this drug that makes him super intelligent why basically don't we use him as an agent um yeah it's is the the kind of idea uh, so that allows you to do um, Monster of the Week type shows. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if Robert De Niro had a cameo? <laughs> yeah, I can't see them driving no, I can't see that Robert happening, De Niro would into the show. It. it would be good. Um, so there's that one coming, and there's Minority Report coming as well, which again is um, is an extension of the movie. It's it's set something like ten years after the uh, after the movie, um, and follows one of the precogs. Um, uh, and uh, him sort of trying, he's still having the visions of, of the uh, pre-crimes, but pre-crime as a thing has been stopped because it was a failed um, it failed as far as the police were concerned. So they're back to traditional t police work, but he ends up te teaming up with a uh, female police detective um, as a way of, of trying to work out um, how these crimes are happening and how to get there, you know, and stop them. Um so, I, I think I said last week I I, I wasn't over enamoured with that trailer. It seemed a bit um, run of the mill. 
But, yeah. you know, he's one I think he's probably worth watching out for. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those, those were the few that I sort of picked out, particularly the comedies, though. Those those comedies, I thought, were, were interesting and different and, you know, new. So... Uh, so yeah, that that was that's been my week really. Just <laughs> wading through that and, and watching TV shows, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, so should we go on and do a bit of uh, TV and film news? Yep, yep. So first bit of, of uh, f- uh, TV news that uh, we've got is. Uh, they've been talking a little bit about this uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which is this extension of of the Walking Dead franchise. Um, it's a, so it's a spin-off series. It's um, set in a different part of the country. It's set slightly um, earlier as well. So um, it's they seem to be going for right at the very beginning of the outbreak. Um, so the bit when Rick was basically in a coma. <laughs> yeah. um, so they, it, it looks like we might see some of the start of that. Um, what um, Robert Kirkman has, has sort of said is that they're focusing on a, a mean more of a slow burn story, um, which which slightly worries me because because. I have to say, Walking Dead isn't the fastest moving story in the world. No, as it it's is. not. <laughs> I mean, that's what makes it so unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's very true. I, I just, I mean, it, it, it's sounding like that it might almost be a zombie show with very, very few zombies in it. Um, it's whether or not they get the balance. I think. Um, yeah. That's that's the whole point. If they're, they're they're going down the anxiety and anticipation route, there still needs to be a core threat. Yeah, um, and I'm sure there will be. Um, you know, it's it's just the way they explained it. It's um, uh, you know they they they're saying that the walkers because it's so early on, the walkers are fresher and less decayed, so they're more human, um, making it more emotionally difficult to kill them. Uh, so there's a lot more emotional tension in it. Um, I mean, that could be quite interesting. Of course, I think that could be actually quite really really good to watch, especially if there's. You know, if you're going into people's relationships and things, or yeah, because you're going to see more um, characters that probably know each other because it's set. I think it starts off in a in a city as well, so you're going to see more characters that that are far more human looking and know each other better. Um, so that's going to change the dynamic a lot from rather than them just being random, um, very dead looking zombies. You know, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, difficult to tell, but but um, could be interesting. And it is nice that they're setting it aside and not just doing the same thing somewhere else, you know. It's a different sort of storytelling. Uh, I think they have to, because it's yeah. such a well-loved show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, they are saying there is unlikely to be any crossover. Certainly won't be early on, um, because uh, they're on the other side of the country. So, <laughs> so it's a, that that ge- geographically would be quite difficult to to do. I mean, you could potentially have some characters cross over at some point, but not uh, likely very early on. No, if they um, did it too early, and it might be a bit gimmicky and not really taken seriously for its own separate show yeah yeah be relying too much on the the established fan base of walking dead yeah which i'm sure we'll we'll watch it anyway but uh yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see that um has already been picked up for a two-season order anyway so uh it's it, it's got some time to settle in before they decide whether they want to do any more so uh 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But it was nice to hear a bit more information about that. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Jude Law is going to play Pope. <laughs> I mean, when I think of Pope, <laughs> I think of Jude Law. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you know, it's the first person that comes to mind. Natural um, choice. <laughs> Isn't um, he... 40 years too young. <laughs> yeah, well, he, they are he, they are Do saying you, Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, the the show um is called The Young Pope. So, oh, well. you know, well that, that that's <laughs> fair enough. Uh it's a collaboration between HBO Sky and uh, Canal Plus who are the people that I think did the UK remake of The Tunnel. Um so, you know, they they've got some fair credentials yeah. behind them. Um the idea is that it's um uh, pontificate uh, Pius the uh, 13th uh, born uh, Lenny Bertolano uh he's a complex and conservative character yet full of compassion to be towards the weak and the poor. Um so he's the idea is that it's a pope that um is resistant to the way that the Vatican currently works. Um, somewhat, I guess, like our current Pope, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, who's, who seems to, yeah, who seems to have kind of come from uh, uh, that sort of uh, background. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we've had sort of um, uh, them do shows about uh, historical popes, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how. Um, how this works taking a sort of fictional modern day pope and and uh, seeing how that plays out um i wonder how the vatican feels about this because i was getting... just about to say it's always very touchy isn't it when you religion is your main yeah theme um i mean okay it's a fictional character but the vatican gets very touchy about how they're portrayed on screen so yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, um, we'll see how long it, it is before uh, somebody condemns them for, <laughs> for the Vatican. You could do a little sweepstakes, couldn't you, when it <laughs> yeah. starts? Yeah, <laughs> when, when the Vatican decides that the, that uh, this show has gone too far. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that that's one to look out, look out for. Um, it's a HBO Sky and Canal uh, co-production, so that means it will be on Sky Atlantic. I'd almost guarantee that. It's a very Sky Atlantic-sounding show. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that's coming out. It will probably be either autumn or next year. Um, and the uh, last news story is there's the bit of a uh, shake-up with um, CSI. Uh as has been reported quite a lot, um, CSI uh, Crime Scene Investigates, the Las Vegas one, uh, is coming to an end. They hadn't decided last week when we did the show what they were going to do with it. They've now decided it's going to be a two-hour movie and they're not going to give it another series. It's just going to be a two-hour movie to round things off. But what they have said is William Peterson and uh, Marge uh, Helen Berger, who are, were the uh, two main characters in the original show, Gil Grissom and Catherine Willows, are both coming back to reprise their roles for that um i imagine you'll still have tent dancing hanging around as well um at that case and that will sort of wrap up um csi in las vegas that's the plan anyway um but csi cyber um is also getting a new series so we haven't had that yet over here it's due sometime over the summer i think um and that'll be on five uh, but they've already renewed that for a second season. Um, it had um, Peter McNichol from Ali McBeal was playing the FBI assistant director um, in the show, but he's going for the second season. 
um, as part of this shake-up that they're doing because they're retooling the series because the, getting rid of some things didn't work. Ted Danson, if you liked him in, C- in the original CSI, he's moving across to be co-lead with uh, Patricia uh, Arquette. Um, so he's switching CSIs and um, there's possibly some more casting changes coming. Uh, the moment it's got James Van Beek, Charlie Coons, and Shad Moss, uh, and as far as we know, they're still going to be in there. But but who knows? Who knows? Yes, <laughs> uh, there may be some more changes coming for that as well. So uh, it, it, I mean, having not seen the first season, it's very difficult to tell. But uh, but yeah, those those are the changes coming to CSI Cyber. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the main news. Um, what I thought we'd do next is talk through some of the um, comic book trailers that that uh, showed up last week because there was some interesting ones uh, come out, and um, I thought it might be worth going a bit more in depth into those. Yeah, brilliant. So um, the first comic book trailer that um, I think we should look at is uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which is the spin-off from uh, Flash and Arrow. So it's uh, set in that same universe. Uh, Flash and Arrow do cameo at the start of it. I don't know whether they're going to pop up again. Um, it, the basic premise of it is there is a uh, big threat from a villain who's called Vandal Savage. Um, Rip Hunter, who is a time traveller played by Arthur Devil from Doctor Who, um, shows up and basically wants to put a team together uh, who uh, he tells them that they become legends in the future. So he, he starts rounding up heroes. Uh, this includes um, Brandon Routh as Ray Palmer, um, as the Atom, um, who actually gets his shrinking power, which has been slightly <laughs> annoying because in the main show he hasn't had his shrinking power. Um, Katie Lotz, uh, this has been a, a, a rumoured for a while that she was uh, going to come back. She'd been cast in this show, but we didn't know what as. Uh, it turns out it's White Canary rather than Black Canary, which is what she played on the original um, Arrow show. Um, so I suspect there's a Lazarus pit involved somewhere yeah. <laughs> along the way there, because um, she's back to life. Um, uh, Sierra Rini, who plays um, Hawk Girl, uh, so she's a brand new character um captain cold and heatwave i'm so excited about this casting choice (laughs) uh so it's wentworth miller and dominic purcell um who uh of course are from prison break and have been on the main arrow show uh, not arrow they've been on the main flash show um, already. Oh, yeah, another reason for me to start watching it. Yes, I definitely. I adored Prison Break. Yes. Well, they're, they're brilliant, and they're, I mean, they're very hammy, uh, the pair of them. It's, I mean, they're really kind of tearing up scenery, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's really good fun to see those two together. And um, they've been put into this uh, group of um, heroes, essentially. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting group dynamic. Um, it looked quite fun as well. The trailer, there was quite a few sort of off-the-cuff, tongue-in-cheek comments in there as well. Yeah. So I think it'll be a really good one to watch. Yeah, um, it's it's very much in the style of, of Flash and Arrow, as you probably expect. Uh, the other the other character that's, that's there as well is uh, Professor Martin Stein, played by Victor Garber, who has been in um, the main... Um, uh, Flash show um, as one half of Firestorm. Uh, what's interesting is the other half of Firestorm, which is Robbie Amell, isn't in the cast list. 
Um, and Fire, Firestorm is is a character that's that's made up of the sort of two characters come together and make this superhero. Um, so that's slightly odd because Firestorm needs two parts to work. Yeah. And Firestorm is in the trailer, but we don't see who's actually playing him. Um, Jason Rush isn't mentioned either. He's been in Flash already, uh, played by uh, Luke Roderick. Um, but he's not in the cast list either. The only um, oddity is there's a, a guy called uh, Frank Dramer who is cast as a character called Jay Jackson, and nobody knows who he's actually playing at the moment. But the obvious thing would be for him to be taking over the role of Firestorm, because... Um, he, he, they've not said who he's playing so he's either playing somebody entirely new or somebody else from the DC universe or he's playing half of Firestorm uh, we don't know yet um, they've kept that under wraps for some reason I'm not entirely sure why uh, they're, they're, they're not releasing what's happening with that character and they were very careful to make sure it wasn't obvious in the trailer um, There's going to be a big reveal. So yes, there is going to be a big reveal somewhere. The, it'll be 13 episodes. Uh, they've described it as being a 13-hour long movie. So it's it's not going to be procedural. It doesn't look like it's really going to be Monster of the Week. It's going to be um, a proper kind of stitched together um, storyline by the sounds of it. It's airing in January in the US. I suspect Sky One will go for it. Um, but there's no confirmed news on that yet. It's a bit early to to, uh, to figure out whether they picked it up yet. But you've got to imagine if they've got the other two shows, they're going to go for that one. Yeah, of course. So yeah, so that's that's the first one. But yeah, <laughs> it, that that looks kind of good and fun. I thought. Yeah, I really, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So uh, there's that one coming up. Uh, Supergirl. Uh, was the next one as well. That again is from the same guys behind Flash and Arrow. Um, it's not on the CW in the US, it's on CBS, uh, which is its sister station. So it's got a slightly different feel to it. There are elements of Flash and Arrow in it, but it's, it's, it does have a, a kind of different feel. What did you think of the trailer for this? I'm, I thought it looked really good. I'm really looking forward to it, but I can understand the criticism that it's got that it's a bit too rom-com, yeah. chick flicky. Yeah, I, there, there is a certain amount of that. I don't feel that. I think it's... I mean, I I, I think you've got to have it... You've got to have some difference in these shows. No, of um, course. And um, I, I don't have an issue with, with the way it's played. I, I mean, there, there are bits of, of things like... I mean, Devil Wears Prada was the thing that came to mind certainly in the office scenes um, between uh, between her, um, uh, Melissa Vinist and uh, Clarissa, Clarissa Flockhart who plays um, uh, Kat, the uh, the boss of the uh, the company she works at. Yeah, the, the office scenes were, were really funny. Yeah, I thought they were really good. Um, and people saying, oh, it's, you know, there's not enough superhero stuff in it. I think, I, I didn't get that at all. I think there's a lot of Supergirl in this. Um, I think she seems like a very strong character. Melissa Beanist, interestingly, has described her as the Annie Hall of superheroes. <laughs> that's a great description. <laughs> and also, Annie Hall's incredible, so that's a, yeah. a good comparison. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I quite like that. Obviously follows uh, the the standard Supergirl story of... of uh, 
cousin of Superman um, starts to find her powers. Uh, you know, she was sent away at the age of 12. She was sent away earlier than Superman, so she wasn't a baby when she was sent away. She was uh, she was 12 when she was sent away, so she still has some memory of, of her previous life. Yeah. Um, and she's been stay- taken in by the Danvers family, so she's been ra- raised as, as, as part of them. But, you know... Uh, um, Things change, so uh, she ends up having to start using her powers and decides that she should use them for good. So that's basically the principle behind it. Um, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm always excited to see, you know, a, a strong female character in, in these sorts of things. And yeah, I get the criticism about the the rom-com thing, but I don't think that's a problem at all. Yeah, and neither do I. And and I, I actually, yeah, people are saying, oh well, she's not a strong female character. I I think she was. Oh, I oh didn't yeah, me too. All. I didn't get. Yeah. You know, she was definitely strong presence in it. Just because she's not particularly fierce doesn't mean that she's not yeah. a great superhero. Yeah. I mean, you know, to look at Superman. Superman's not particularly fierce in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Exactly. You know, I think it's exactly what I think it's, it's very well cast and, and exactly what it should be. So, uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I am quite looking forward to that one. I, I uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see where that ends up over here. Whether Sky go for that as well, or whether they let it go to somebody else. Um, E4, I imagine, might go for that, um, given that they had um, they had Smallville for such a long time. Yeah, that might appeal to them. Yeah, I think that would fit in actually quite well with E4. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 I, I could see it landing on there. Um, they, I mean, we should know hopefully in the next few months. Certainly before the autumn, we'll know, you know, where these things are going to end up. Um, so that was Supergirl. The other uh, big comic book one was uh, Lucifer, um, which is uh, coming to Fox in the US. Um, it's uh, based off a comic book uh, which was a spin-off of Neil Gaiman and Sam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Man comic book. Um, it's the same premise, really. Uh, the, the idea that the devil got rather bored running hell, so he basically shuts up shop and retires to L.A. Uh, sets up in the book, he sets up a uh, piano bar in, in uh, the show, he sets up a nightclub. Um, but uh, there's a soul that dies in his arms um, and he decides that the LAPD really aren't doing enough, so he, he becomes a police consultant um, <laughs> and helps the police out. Um, what, what do you think of this one? I just think it looks brilliant. I, I adore Neil Gaiman anyway, so anything that's a spin-off of his incredible imagination, yeah, I'm involved. Um, and also, um, Lucifer is being played by Tom Ellis, yeah, and he has been in so many British dramas, um, like like Miranda for one is the, is the big yeah, one. Yeah, he's actually such a good actor, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see him in such a a big American production. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so out of where I've placed him in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I do really like the look of this. I, when I, when I first read the synopsis for it, I was like, oh, well, they've changed it from the comic book, and I'm not sure. And, um, but having watched it, the, there's, um, it, it's dark and it's funny, um, and. Uh, I said, it reminds me a bit of Angel as well. Um, yeah, it's definitely elements, isn't it? Yeah, definitely kind of certain level of, of that sort of humour and, and that kind of darkness to it. Um, it feels a bit like Constantine did when um, we saw the trailers for that and thought, oh, that looks really good. Um, hopefully it'll it'll have a, a longer shelf life than Constantine. Yeah. Um, they are still shopping Constantine around. I, I Actually, this would pair very well with it. And they are part of the same comic book universe as well. Um, so, uh, or potentially could be. So there's, there's no reason why you couldn't fold the two together. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I am looking forward to, to seeing that. I'm hoping somebody picks it up over here. Because uh, I, I, uh, I think that could go down really well. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, those those are the the big kind of comic book ones. There are a ton of other shows uh, that came out of the upfronts over the last uh, couple of weeks. They're all on the website, or quite a lot of them are on the website. If you want to go and have a look, uh, I'll post the links on the show notes so you can go and have a look through them. Um, so yeah, that's that's the uh, the comic book um, show update. Uh, next up, we've got an interview with uh, a, a guy called Mike Subby. I shall tell you more in a second. Mike Subby uh, is not probably a name you know, but he is a composer for television and film. As you know, we've talked to a number of composers on this show. Um, He's um, known for creating really kind of bold and interesting scores. Um, he's started off as a sort of rock musician and then ended up kind of going into uh, composing. Uh, he's done more than 300 television episodes, shorts and films. Uh, you will know some of the shows he's composed for because he writes for Pretty Little Liars. He writes for Vampire Diaries. Uh, he writes all the music for the originals. Um, he's also done a um, number of episodes of uh, Seth Green's Robot Chicken show. Um, he uh, does uh, he done some work on Project Runway. He also did the main theme for Keeping Up with the Kardashians and has a very funny story about how he ended up doing that. Um, so uh, yeah, it's well worth a listen. Um, uh, so uh, it's, it's about 20 minutes, I think, this interview. Uh, so um, here you go. Here's the interview with Mike. Hi, Mike. It's Dave from uh, Geek Town. Dave, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. Thanks for coming on and, and talking to me. I, I was uh, quite looking forward to, to speaking to you because you, you, uh, you're responsible for the music on... Um, a couple of my favourite shows uh, being Vampire Diaries and the originals. So, uh, um, cool. Yeah, I, I I love both those shows, and they're currently running over here as well. So um, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to get into a bit of your or your um, background. Um, what got you into being a composer in the first place? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I was a rock and roll guy. Um, as I said, grew up in Boston. And um, actually, to be honest with you, I was a footballer, a uh, European footballer type. Right. Um, and even was over there and played against the uh, 
Luton apprentices and Manchester United apprentices with, oh, really? uh, with the U.S. team. Yeah, I was on the East Coast uh, team for one year um, <laughs> cool. over here, so didn't quite make it all the way up. But anyways, uh, so <laughs> I went into college. I diddled around with guitar, and uh, I ended up having a medical problem, and I couldn't play. Yeah. So I, I put all my energy into music at that point. Um, and uh, not far after that, I got a call to come out and play lead guitar for a band in L.A. So while I was out here, I met a guy who I taught up in Hollywood Hills. I taught him how to play guitar during this whole thing. And long story short, years later, I go back in Massachusetts finishing my degree um, you know, in infant cognition yeah. at the University of Massachusetts. And uh, the guy calls me and says, hey, I made a movie. Um, I want you to write music for it. And, and I, I literally said, dude, are you crazy? I don't know how to do that. And um, he said, well, deal, you're doing it. <laughs> so he said, you know, give me a break, do it, send it to me. And... Um, so together with a friend of mine who actually had software back then, Logic in its infant stages. Right. Um, you know, we, we went ahead and, and just did it, yeah. uh, not knowing anything about it. And, um, you know, as soon as I got my hands on a scene, it, I kind of had a sense that this was going to be something really um, great that I loved. I yeah. Just, you know, there's something about it that really spoke to me. And... Um, that interaction between music and picture was uh, kind of instant for me. But um, not that it was easy, and not that I don't think I did a great job. No, um, so, sometimes... And I, I didn't really take it seriously, but... Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's sometimes the best way to start, though. If you, if you, don't, know, if you don't know anything different, uh, and you don't know whether you're doing things right or wrong, then, then it kind of frees you up to, to just uh, do it how you think it should be done, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, so anyway, did it, and, you know, it was a comedy, and, uh, you know, we went to New York and won a couple of festivals. It's a little, you know, independent movie. And um, so I still wasn't thinking about pursuing it at all. Yeah. I mean, com coming from, from where I come from in New England, that's not a job. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, jo a job is a lawyer, yeah. a doctor, or, you know, an insurance yeah. guy. Uh, I came from a family of, of those types of people. And um, it wasn't until I went to the movies and um, was in the middle of a movie and just said, I have to do this. I was just in the middle of film and thought to myself I can do this <laughs> and so I, I two months later I enrolled at Berkeley College of Music in Boston yeah I, I was 1997 or 8 and then graduated in 2000 cool. moved out here and the same guy who gave me that movie did wrote and directed The Butterfly Effect which is my first movie and that's ah. there you go ah cool Excellent. Oh well, that's just an interesting way to start, I guess. Yeah. How, how did the uh, the Vampire Diaries come to you? Uh, actually, through the same channels, which isn't uncommon out here. Um, your relationships are absolutely everything um, yeah. in this town. Um, so when you have good ones, they're great. And um, so Jonathan Gruber, who had, uh, as I said, written, directed uh, the Butterfly Effect. 
he and Eric, his partner, also then went on to create a show called Kyle XY, which was kind of a neat little weird uh, show. Yeah, 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 I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I did that, and that's where I met Julie Pleck, who was, um, at the time, head of television for Bender Spink. Um, yeah. Uh, so we met there, and um, when... ABC family unceremoniously pulled the plug on Kyle XY for no reason. Uh, <laughs> yes, they <laughs> have a habit of doing that, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, you know, it usually cancels any number one show. But um, yeah. so anyway, that got, they pulled the plug on that. And, um, you know, I had three kids and bought a house and went into a panic. <laughs> uh, but she uh, created the Vampire Diaries at that time with Kevin Williamson. Yeah. And uh, so about six months later, she... Um, she got me into that and I'm lucky that Marco Beltrami didn't take it because that's who Kevin wanted because <laughs> Marco did his scream and all that and Marco happens to be a friend of mine so we laugh about that and I thank him for not taking that Yeah. and um, so that's how I got it Julie brought me into that and then right over onto the originals and yeah. now onto a new one called yeah. Corden we just finished oh yeah yeah I heard she was, she was doing a new show um, so you're on that as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's called Corden, and uh, it's. it's uh, I think it's great. Yeah. We'll see, see what happens. I, I don't know much about it other than other than I I, I know it's, it's not related to, to Vampire Diaries and the originals, is it? It's it's a separate no. thing entirely. No, it's, it's dissimilar. Yeah. So uh, with Vampire Diaries and originals, um, when you moved from the one show to the other, were, were there similarities between the music? Um, did you keep the music fairly similar? Uh, the music is not that similar. Um, I'm sorry, let's say it, it's similar, but it has a different, uh, complete, almost a completely different palette. I use a different orchestra. I use, um, you know, um, sheesh. I mean, those guys are old. I mean, <laughs> definite, David and Stefan are like babies, right? Yeah. So when that show came around, I said, I got to get 1500 years old here. <laughs> um, so you're talking about lutes and... You know, not that I use them a lot, but when you color stuff, uh, you know, modern samples with live instruments, it's it's uh, it yeah. adds a lot of it adds a lot of life to it. But so, um, and occasionally lately they've been fighting so much I haven't been doing it. But you know, um, like a, I've used a luther guitar and a lute and um, some old uh, woodwinds, which doesn't really get back that far. But um, I, I did sit around, you know creating sounds is one of the things all of us to do here uh, in order to capture a sound and a, and a palette and a tone for the show yeah and um, you know having the vampire diaries already you know have that palette I definitely took some key elements from that palette and some of the same I mean okay they're both they're all vampires everything is heightened their anger is heightened their love is heightened everything is so intense so there had to be language similarities, musically, yeah. um, and and some palette similarities, yeah. just so that we could tie them together. I mean, I, I assume they'll cross paths again. I have no idea if that's true, but I hope so as a fan, but yeah. and as a composer as well. Um, so, I, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, w- I was wondering whether whether the the originals uh, obviously moved to to New Orleans for that show. Did the New Orleans stuff have any influence on on the the music style? You know what? Uh, our supervisor Chris Moller done an exceptional job having capturing that kind of New York, New Orleans style feel, um, and we use you know we got live players and. Um, stuff directly from New Orleans or, you know, um, influenced by New Orleans in between scenes on establishing shots. But my music is definitely not influenced by New Orleans necessarily. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because ultimately it's their, it's their, uh, you know, resting place for the moment. They call it a home. It's one of their homes from however many, you know, hundreds of years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, so, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not really who they are. So I, I just live within the character. Yeah. So your location. Yeah. Your music's more attached to the characters rather than rather than the location. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. sense. So, um, yeah, with the um, vampire, well, with both shows, actually, you're, you're creating themes for for each of the characters as well. Yeah. So how, how do they how do they differ? How do you pick sort of particular instruments for, for certain characters or? Well, that's interesting. And you know what really happens is, you know, uh, when Vampire Diaries was in its infancy, um, there were there was a, you know, a Stefan theme. When, yeah. he, when he entered, and we revisit that here and there, but eventually all the themes became related around relationships, yeah. which is, you know, was really my job to build and help make the relationships, you know, significant or impactful or whatever. So, um, I mean, Klaus had, my God, in the Vampire Diaries, Klaus had at least four themes. Right. And, I mean, when he first showed up and he came out of the coffin, I just thought, I'm going to put two chords next to each other that have no business being next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) They have no, you know, there's no common tone modulation. There's nothing. You know, I think I did E major and B flat, you know, (laughs) probably E major nine and B flat major whatever. I don't know, with a sharp five. I mean, just ugly. And it was so dark and fantastic. Um, (laughs) And in fact, coming up, my uh, reels will hear that theme uh, in the originals, which I haven't used in since the Vampire Diaries. So it's really fun to to uh, to go back and revisit that theme. Um, but you know, in the, in the original palette, yeah, um, which has a much more modern. Um, it's an interesting palette. It has a, a very kind of rhythmically, you know, ancient. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of hand drums, a yeah. lot of big hand drums, a lot of sticks. And we throw that up against a lot of big industrial hits and yeah. um, a lot of electronica uh, mixed in with with, with orchestra. So it's a, it's a fun palette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, the music works so well with that show, with those shows, and it's uh, you know the, it's so important with with uh, particularly with shows like that that do have are very relationship based and and have an awful lot of kind of tense and dark stuff in them so the, the music really um comes across and kind of lives within it as well which is is great uh where are you with with those are you have you finished scoring the current seasons of those i guess they're shooting them i actually let's see where am i completely i just finished 
the penultimate episode of the original, so I'm about to start the finale. Right. Uh, probably start that tomorrow, and um, just also starting Pretty Little Liars, which I don't know if that airs over there. Uh, it, yeah, I, I think it's on Netflix. I think over here, it's it's. Yeah. I don't think it's on broadcast TV, but it's it's around certainly. Right. So I'm starting uh, season six of that. So wrapping season two of originals and wrapping. I'm starting the penultimate of the Vampire Diaries. That's what I'm starting tomorrow. Okay. So have you have you got to to you've not got to Elena's um, uh, near Dubrovnik leaving leaving yet? I guess if uh, I have not. No. Uh, so th- that's going to be a big scene, I suspect. <laughs> Yeah, I just they just sent it to me, so I've got. Uh, I, I will try not to I've ask got you time for, to marinate. <laughs> we'll try not to ask you for spoilers for that, but yeah, they. I mean, they, they, there is quite a turnover of, of characters in, in some of those shows, and they kill people off and bring them back again. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, you never know. You yeah. just never know. Yeah, Be, being dead isn't a permanent thing necessarily in those shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Michael has been uh, dead and alive more than anybody has, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does seem to to, uh, to get killed off and come back. I mean, on, on a slightly different kind of note, you're also uh, did quite a lot of robot chicken. I don't know whether you still are you still doing those. No, I haven't done that for a long time. Okay, um, probably since 2008. Okay, because I, I mean, that that must have been a, a completely different type of show to work on because because you're that you know it's, it's incredibly schizophrenic because they're, they're loads of kind of bits of of other existing shows kind of mashed together so it was uh i can i mean it, it was as fun as you can imagine it being yeah uh, i mean it was a blast yeah um and it was like going back to music school i mean you had to write you know a, a fugue for one sh- show and the, you know for one skit and then a four second you know heavy metal track <laughs> you know a 12 second you know uh samba um it was kind of challenging i mean the shows were short but it was challenging to go to, you know to jump and jump and be schizophrenic as you're saying it was yeah. really good practice uh as a musician which was interesting and it was just incredible to um, work with seth um yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you, you're, uh, you also did the, the Star Wars uh, episode, feature episodes that they, they did of that. Were, are you playing around with the John Williams score for those? I did. Yeah, that, that was, and that's, of course, you know, a lifetime achievement for me, just being <laughs> able to get my hands on them. Yeah. And alter them and use them, and uh, I'm not worthy and all that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, that was, again, incredible to be working on something related to that. And we went up to... Uh, the ranch oh, to, wow. uh, and met uh, uh, we met uh, Spielberg and we met uh, Lucas and it yeah. was spectacular it really was. <laughs> I am very jealous but <laughs> that would be awesome um, I love the robot chicken shows they're, they're just so ridiculously funny um, you, yeah you also do a, a couple of reality TV shows as well you do Project Runway Keeping Up with the Kardashians I have to say not shows I've seen but but uh, that that must be um, again completely different from, from everything else you do totally different um, those are really in my past um, oh, okay. I'm still listed on Project Runway I don't write for it I haven't for two years okay. Um 
Be, and then keeping up with the Kardashians, I did the main theme, uh, the main title, okay. and then I wrote, I did two seasons, and I don't know if what they're in season twenty. <laughs> no, so, I, um, I really I'm, I'm fairly unattached, and I, I have not watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians between you and me. Yeah, and everybody yeah. else who's going to listen. That, that's probably the best thing. We don't want to encourage this sort of thing, do we? Really? Uh. Yeah. No, no. But I will. I'll tell you a great little story about that yeah because this is interesting and for anybody who's getting into this or wants to um it's a fun story so i was sitting around uh i had done the simple life which was a oh yeah uh, paris hilton this was you know years and years ago yeah and my buddy over at that company called me and said hey we've got bruce jenner married some woman and with hot daughters (laughs) i don't know I mean, he's literally like, I, I, you know, I'm not sure what this is, or I don't even know if we'll make it on air, but could you throw something together for me quick, just a little ditty, I don't know, make it snappy, whatever. So I grab my nylon guitar, I grab a microphone, put a little ditty together, I, I whistle the, the 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 theme, I send it over, and they're like, we love it, and it's been the theme. <laughs> I added a shaker, in fairness. <laughs> But that's, uh, and you know, there it is. Yeah. The main title that goes on a show that airs all over the world. And I just, you know, that's, it's funny how things come along and you, you have no idea what you're about to do. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Again, not that, not that we're fans. But. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it, uh, people watch it, so you know. Um, so, what are you working on at the moment? Um, other than the, the, the you, are you working on any any movies or or anything, any other stuff we've not mentioned? Uh, no, I just I just as I was saying, I just finished Corden, which is the, a new um, pilot for CBS Television. Yeah. Um, it's as far as I could tell, it's really good um, about a disease that is brought over and into Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, and they have to cordon off, you know, a portion of. of downtown atlanta atlanta's getting very um, popular for for uh, for shows at the moment it is, <laughs> it is. it's based on a uh, on a show that was made in brussels okay um, same name um so it's an adaptation yeah um julie wrote and uh david nutter produced and directed so oh, cool. uh, that's good and uh, yeah i'm just starting uh, season six of the pretty little liars yeah um, for all the teenage girls in America, at least. <laughs> yeah. So um, one one sort of last question, which we ask people: um, are there any are there any shows at the moment that you're you're watching that you're really into, or or are there any shows that you you look at and you you'd like to compose for, or or other, or you see and think, wow, they did a really good job on, on the music on that. Um. Hmm. The problem is I don't watch a lot of television. Yeah, that, that's not uncommon because you guys tend to be very busy. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I did watch television, I thought, um, you know, I think Homeland's great. I think... Uh, yeah, that's that's Sean Callery's show, isn't it? I think. Sean, yeah, Sean is great um, and also a fantastic guy, by the way. Yeah, I, I spoke um, to Sean last year, I think. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, he's great. Um, you know, I mean, Breaking Bad is my favorite show, um, and yeah. you know, the abs. Not nothing against uh, Dave Porter, who did it, who did a, a tremendous job. But the absence of music is something that I love when the when the content is great. And yeah. um, 
I, w- I would love to do something that doesn't need music to tell a story because what I do and everything I do is tell, I tell the story, you know, and, um, the mu- you know, in my shows, the music never ends. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It just keeps going forever and ever. And that's not because I'm lazy. It's just because it'd be nice to do something different where the content and the characters, um, you know, and then of course the producer of the network didn't want everything to be, yeah, to yeah. be, to be, to be, uh, you know, told by the music. Yeah, so that would be a, a good change. I, I mentioned Breaking Bad because I watched it and I loved it. Um, I loved Mad Men. Yeah. Um, so that kind of thing. Um, I did do a fun little pilot that might get off somewhere for Gail Ann Hurd. Um, you know, who did The Walking Dead? Oh yeah. That could, that would be that could be something cool. It's called the Rum Spring, but that's very very kind of just it's still a a uh, presentation pilot. But that was uh, okay. That was neat. Good, uh, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. Didn't need a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. That that will be. I'll, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. That that's uh, that could be interesting. Cool. Okay. I shall. Uh, I I shall, I know you're probably quite busy, so I'll just, I shall let you get back to your uh, your day. Um, thanks for coming on and talking to me. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get stalked again at some point in the future. That'd be great. I appreciate it. No problem. Cheers. All right. Take care. Bye. So, hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, let's move on to some uh, questions and answers. I've had a number of questions this week, all from one guy, because uh, he he had some questions last week and didn't manage to get them in in time. So it's uh, Colin Render, who um, posts quite a lot on the Facebook page, um, had a number of things that he wanted to ask. Uh, Shameless USA is has just finished. Will they be showing season five? Yes, they probably will. Um, I suspect, although it, it did get pushed back later and later, which isn't always a great sign. Um, uh, I suspect they will pick it up if they can get it for a reasonable amount of money. It won't be until next year, I wouldn't have thought. Um, it has also been renewed for a sixth season as well. Uh, so um, I'm hoping it doesn't get dropped for those that people like, that like it, but uh, we'll, we'll see whether more will come back for it. As again, it will depend on money. Um, Person of Interest has just finished. Are there any more seasons planned? Um, it's not actually finished. It's stopped halfway through, thanks to Big Brother. Boo. Mm. <laughs> um, and which is annoying because we're only on season three uh, and we're way behind the US as it is. However, um, if you do want to carry on watching, uh, it is available on Netflix. On UK Netflix, you can actually go on and watch the third season because they've actually got the entire third season on there. Already. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yes, you can. So uh, the, uh, somebody pointed that out on the website there, it's, and I went in and checked, and it is absolutely true. On UK Netflix, the, the entire third season is there, so you can oh. go and watch it on there. Well, I know what I'll be doing later then. <laughs> um, it's actually been renewed till season five. Um, but that may be the last season. I think it's got a 13-episode run for, its far, for for that season, so I don't know whether that's going to be the last one or not, but it, it could be heading that way. Um, any news on Agent Carter? Nope, nothing. Um, annoyingly, still nothing. Uh, I still live in hope that'll turn up at some point. Uh, as I said last week, now it's got a second season, that may encourage somebody to pick it up, but... Uh, still nothing uh, just what Siberia on Pick TV uh, it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger so is there any more seasons planned 
Um, no, it's not officially cancelled. It ran on NBC and they seem to have just let it die. Um, so I don't think you're going to get any more of that because I think that's actually a show from like 2013. So it's a couple of years old already. Uh, so I don't see that coming back. Um, so that's it for those questions. Um, if you have any questions, you can always um, read to us on Twitter and Facebook and all those sort of places. Uh, now for a few air date updates. Woo! <laughs> air date updates. Um, first one, The Sun Trap, season one. Uh, it's a new comedy starring uh, Kavan uh, Novak, who you will know from Four Jack. Uh, from uh, Four, Four Jack. Four Jack. Phone Jacker and Four Lions. Uh, oh, that would good. be a good mashup. <laughs> it would be. I, I, I love Four Lions. It's hilarious, that Four film. Four Lions is one of my favourite comedy films, I think. Yeah, just absolutely brilliant. Uh, so it, it's him and uh, Bradley Walsh, and it's about an undercover reporter who goes on the run after into in Spain after being set up by his boss. Uh, that's on the 27th of May at 10.45. Um, so that's coming reasonably soon. Uh, looks kind of interesting. It's a BBC comedy, so um, yeah, I think that'll be really good. I mean, I've not seen anything that he's been in that hasn't been utterly hilarious. Yes, so I'd, uh, it'd be that's interesting pairing him with Bradley Walsh, but you know, we'll, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. There's uh, Hannibal uh, has got an air date for its third season. That's on Sky Living. That's on 10th of June. Uh, there's a new show called The Brink. Um, which is coming to Sky Atlantic on the 22nd of June. Um, that stars Tim Robbins and Jack Black, and it's a comedy about a geopolitical crisis in Pakistan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, so the, uh, I, the premise is kind of the, the a brink of, of a war, basically. Uh, but uh, Always great for comedy. Yeah, always, always great for comedy. Interesting idea. Um <laughs> Spoils Before Dying, which is a mini-series coming to uh, Fox on the 16th of July at 10.30. That's the follow-up to uh, the previous uh, Spoils mini-series that they did. That stars Wolf Farrell. Um, there's uh, Last Ship, uh, Season 2, is coming to Sky 1 in July. Unforgettable, coming to Sky Living in July. Uh, that, that show's been... Uh, killed off and revived more times than a character from Vampire Diaries. Um... <laughs> There's Ray Dolivan, uh, which is coming back for a new series in Sky Atlantic. That's in July as well. Lots of things are back in July. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Hulu has picked up the Mindy Project for a fourth season in the US. Cause it I'm was, really happy about this. Because it was, it was dropped by its, uh, its US network and Hulu picked it up uh, for a, a full fourth season as well. I think it was 24 episodes. Um, whether that will affect whether it comes back over here because they're dealing with different people, I, I don't know because I'm not sure who, who they buy it off, whether they're buying it off the network or, or what. So um, hopefully that should come back to E4. I don't see why it wouldn't, but just in case. Um, yeah, so uh, that's back. And uh, True Detective um, is, is back. Actually, it's being simulcast um on at 2 a.m. on the 22nd of June with the US. Um, it's also back at 9 p.m. on the 22nd of June if uh, you're not recording it at night and, and want to sort of watch it live. It will be uh, on Monday at a far more reasonable hour at uh, <laughs> uh, Monday the 22nd of June at 9 p.m. Um, 
so yeah that's and that's the new one with Colleen Farrell and Vince Vaughn taking over the lead roles um, which should be interesting to see if Vince Vaughn can actually get back to some acting rather than mugging to the camera which is what he's been doing in the last few movies um and then Ripper Street, Ripper Street, um, which is the BBC show which they dropped because they couldn't really afford to make it anymore. Uh, Amazon picked it up and it's, they bought a fourth season out. They've now given it two more seasons on Amazon as well. Um, it's actually coming, the fourth season's coming to the BBC later on this year. Uh, I suspect the same thing will happen with these two seasons as well. So if you've got Amazon, great, you can watch it on there. Um, if not, you'll just have to wait a little bit longer and, and it should come out on the BBC um, after that as well. So, uh, yeah, good news. Cool. Good news. Well, I'm just that. really glad that so many new shows coming out because Mad Men finishes this week. Yes. So I'm going to be utterly distraught. Yes, there's a lot of stuff. We're coming to the end of a TV season, so there's there's quite a lot of stuff finishing from the uh, the sort of spring season setting up for the summer. So uh, and the summer season can be a bit hit and miss, but they seem to be improving it a little bit now. Yeah, so. I mean July at the moment really seems to be the sort of stay in, don't go outside. I know it's warm, <laughs> but <it's> yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely trying to keep people. Um, <laughs> So that's the Air Date Updates. Uh, just things to look out for next week on TV. Um, not that I watch this, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, Teen Mum Season 5 on <laughs> Don't MTV. Don't deny it, Dave. <laughs> uh, MTV, 20th of May, so that's tomorrow at 8pm. Um, as, as Andrew said in his comments, uh, the original Teen Mothers are back, aren't they? Grandmothers now. Um <laughs> So that's back. Uh, Castle, which I do watch and I do love, uh, also back uh, tomorrow. So that's 20th at 9 pm on Alibi. Uh, that's back for its seventh season um, and wow. has also been picked up for an eighth as well. They've already new- renewed that after some very tense negotiations. That's, that's <laughs> back. Um, Goldberg season two, uh, that starts on E4 on 21st of May at 7 30. And American Dad, the Seth MacFarlane uh, cartoon series, is back on for 11th season on Fox, and that's on 21st of May at 10pm. And that's your lot for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. We are uh, back next week with uh, somebody, I think Chris uh, is doing next week's show. Um, so we'll be back um, if you want to get in touch well, we're off. You can always come onto the website and uh, get all the latest air date info um, if you want to get in touch with questions and comments you can email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk you can leave a message on the website post or find us at geektown on twitter or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown also as I mentioned last week um, if you are on iTunes please go on and rate us and uh, leave us a review because it helps us getting found in the search we've actually got two reviews on there now and they're both very complimentary so I'm <laughs> very happy about that thank you to the two people that um, posted those um, and uh, that's it we'll see you next week bye bye hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince.com/ 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.